Understand that everything is working for your good. Why? Because God is intentional about you. The question is, are you intentional? <laughs> Listen, are you intentional? Are you intentional in your worship? Are you intentional in your praise? Are you intentional in your marriage? Are you intentional about your health? Are you intentional? Come on, are you? I'm intentional in some areas, but not every area. But God is saying that he wants us to be intentional about everything that we do. Why? Because he's intentional about us. He was intentional about forming us in our mother's wombs. He was intentional about uh taking the rib out of our husbands and creating us to be the perfect match, regardless as to what it looks like in the natural, God says you are the perfect match for him. 
You are bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh, right? So I am going to jump in because I don't want to belabor the hour. But listen, he's worthy of all the praise. He's worthy of all the glory and he's worthy of all the honor. Why? Because he's just worthy. He does so much for us. He does more for us than we can ever imagine. He does more for us than we can ever have enough words to say thank you for, right? God is faithful. He's just, he's righteous. He's magnificent. He's omnipresent. Uh, he is a comforter. He is a keeper. He is a mind regulator. God is everything we need him to be and so much more. So I'm just thankful on today. I am thankful on today that God is concerned about me. He's concerned about me. And he's and if he's concerned about me, you can rest assured that he is concerned about you. And in that, he said that he would perfect the very thing that concerns us. So I'm thankful to God for that. I'm thankful that he calls me his friend. Who art thou that you are even mindful of me, right? When he holds the world in the palm of his hand, yet he is still mindful about little old me. I'm just thankful and grateful to God on tonight. So let's just jump in. I'm just going to jump in. Um, and I pray that what God has given me um, will be a blessing to you. And you will take what is said. You'll chew out, you'll chew the meat and spit out the bones. That which applies to you, use it. That which doesn't, share it with somebody else, right? So, we know that the October is um, the 10th month of the year, right? And we know that it is, the meaning of it is um, ordinal perfection. But as we were transitioning out of the month of push, September, God said to me that we needed to be intentional about the last quarter of 2022. Um, so in that, he said to me to stay in the vein of being intentional. So Denise, what does intentional mean? Intentional is done on purpose, deliberate. Uh, so you as his daughter, you as a mother, you as a wife, you as um, your parents' daughter, right? Your siblings. There are some things that we do intentionally based on the fact that we love one another. But here's the question that God gave me for tonight. And here's what I want you to ask yourself. Am I being intentional in my marriage? Am I being intentional in my marriage? I have 74 days remaining, Denise until I cross over into the year of 2023, if it be God's will. And the question I need to ask myself based on the question you're posing to me is, am I being intentional and in my marriage? And if my answer is no, guess what? I have 74 days to make that answer become a yes. Have you seen the married couples that just seem to always be happy and strong? 
What about the couples who just seem to know how to be married? It appears to require little to no effort as they finish each other's thoughts and find ways to serve each other. They not only love each other, but they like each other too. How many of you can say that not only do I love my husband, but I like him and vice versa. If I was to ask your husband, would he say to you, I not only love my wife, but I like her as an individual as well. So what makes a married couple have this kind of relationship? One vital key is intentionality. Intentionality. A healthy, strong marriage doesn't happen by accident. And it doesn't just appear because we felt all the tingly feelings when we dated. When a married couple displays intentionality, they, have, they are being deliberate. And remember, I said to you that being intentional means done on purpose, deliberate. They are being deliberate in their actions, purposeful in their plans, and voluntarily acting in the best interest of their marriage, not themselves. It's not about you. It is about the other person, right? The Bible tells us to not think more highly of ourselves than we ought to, right? Well, this is what this is reminding me of on tonight. Romans 12 and three says, don't think of yourself more highly than you should. Be reasonable when you think about yourself. Keep in mind the faith God has given to each of you. Yeah. So let's say you notice a happily married couple and want what they have. You want the depth you see in their relationship. Any couple will tell you that having that takes effort. Just ask them. You see how happy they appear together, but what you don't see is the conflict they've endured and navigated in order to get to a deeper place in their relationship. You see how thoughtful they are with one another, but what you don't see is the effort they've invested to prioritize each other over every other earthly relationship. You see how united they are, but what you don't see is the choices they've made to lay down their own plans, to make plans that will benefit their marriage. That is esteeming one, one person over you. That's what that is. It's not about you. It's not about your feelings. It's not about the fact that you believe you should be first. That's not what God is saying. You got to be intentional about being intentional about the other individual. If you're thinking that this type of relationship is beyond your reach, it's time to revise your thoughts. It is possible to have the marriage you've always dreamed of in this plan right? You, but you got to plan it. You got to plan it. It's, it's about learning how to connect, support, protect, and love deeply in your marriage. For when we do, the joy, peace, 
love and camaraderie will feel that you'll feel towards your spouse will skyrocket. Galatians 6, 7 through 9 from the King James Version says, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Philippians 2, 1 through 4 says, If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels of mercies, fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Verse four says, look not every man of his own thing, but every man also on the things of others. You got to connect daily. You got to connect daily. Truly connecting with our spouses each day is essential for our marriage. Without it, we'll see our relationship become stagnant. When we aren't intentional and don't invest in our spouses, this will eventually cause us to grow apart and become nothing more than roommates and co-parents. Daily connection with your spouse requires proactivity. You got to be proactive about it. Here are a few fundamental practices that we as wives and likewise our husbands should incorporate each day, right? We should be praying. And we talked about this on Monday. Praying for people isn't typically difficult for followers of Jesus, but making a, it a commitment to pray with someone else, especially your spouse, seems to be one thing that many couples neglect. It's easy to voice an occasional prayer to God for our spouses to get the job or to get over sickness, but to actually pray aloud with them, this can be scary and embarrassing because people don't think they, people don't think they do it right, right? The goal of praying together isn't to sound super spiritual, but to connect at the deepest possible place with our creator. The one who made us, the one that knows all about us and ultimately the one that put us together and told us to become one. If praying isn't something you've done consistently with your husband, make the decision to begin tomorrow. Matter of fact, make the decision to begin tonight. Start slowly with just asking God to give you strength for the day and alternate who leads the prayer each day. As you make this a daily spiritual practice, not only will your connection to God and your spouse grow stronger, but your prayers will grow in depth and become broader in topic. 
Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Next thing you got to communicate. Communication in a marriage is incredibly vital, but you guys should already know this. It prevents us from drifting from our spouse. When we talk about our day, share our experiences and tell our spouse about the things that concerns us, it connects us to each other and makes our marriage stronger. When we take it a step further and share about our relationship with God and what we're learning, the connection takes an even deeper dive towards intimacy. Into me see. Make time to communicate each day with your spouse by not only sharing your heart, but by being a great listener when they're doing the same. Discuss the health of your communication with your husband and make strides to improve it. Colossians 4 and 6 says, let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. Be thoughtful. When we first begin a dating relationship, it takes no effort to think about the person. But as time passes, especially into marriage, sometimes it doesn't come as easy for us. That means we have to make an effort to be thoughtful. Maybe we set reminders each day to call or text. We might even leave notes for them to find. I know when I was commuting into Oakland, my husband would uh, get my uh, lunch ready and I would find a note, a post-it note or a note that he had written for me lodged in my note in my lunch bag, but I wouldn't find it until I would go in it. And it always brought a smile on my face. So we got to be thoughtful. We got to be thoughtful in our deeds and in our acts. Or we might make the call or send the text when we see something that reminds us of them and makes us thankful. It may not feel as romantic to have to schedule a reminder, but the alternative is to neglect our spouses altogether. Ask your spouse if they feel cared for in this way and then make the effort to meet their needs. Lady Elizabeth Hudson just did a Dear Husband 40-Day Challenge. And although I wasn't able to participate, this reminds me of that intentionality, right? She was intentionally um, uh, uh, subscribing or, or um, petitioning us as wives to write letters to our husbands for 30 days. And, and, and I was able to read some of the remarks and the takeaways and the ladies were saying how great of an experience it was. The other things that we need to do is support our husbands on a daily basis. The world we live in isn't always friendly. You'll find disagreements and division about every single topic. Because of that, our spouses should be our closest earthly relationship and we should be their greatest source of support. We are the ones who have their back and who are on their team, right? So here are a few suggestions on how to be your spouse's greatest support. 
Romans 12 and 15 says, rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. Denise, what do you mean? If he is excited about something, girl, you should be equally excited. And if there is something that is troubling him, you should feel that because you are connected to him. First Thessalonians 5 and 11 says, wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also ye do. Then you need to speak in love. Words carry a lot of weight. When we speak to others, we can delight or depress, compliment or condone, help or harm. The words that leave our mouths typically do one of two things, build up or tear down. When voices everywhere chip away at our husband's hearts, we get to be the one who speaks love, joy, and hope into their lives. Ask the Holy Spirit to be your internal alarm when words leave your lips that don't build up your spouse. You'll be amazed at the person they become simply because you adjust your speech. You adjust how you speak. As you go through each day, consider the words you speak to. The, the, consider the words you speak to, the words you speak over, and the words you speak about your spouse. And let them know you plan to be their greatest fan. Girl, I'm a cheerleader. You hear me? Ephesians 4 and 29 says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the into the hearers. Colossians 4 and 6 says, let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. Then you've got to display empathy. Empathy is a quality that doesn't come easily or naturally for most people. What is it? It's simply the ability to see another's viewpoint and attempt to understand their feelings by stepping into their shoes. Empathy. When we do this, it allows us to adjust our actions in any given situation, even though it's typically unnatural for us. It can be cultivated and learned. All it takes is effort. It takes intentionality on your part to see its importance in your relationship. Your spouse isn't you and vice versa. When, when, you're, when your spouse shares something with you or acts in a certain way, understand the history, understand the experiences and the difficulties guiding their actions. How did he grow up, right? What kind of household did he live in? What kind of job does he work, right? Who is he faced with throughout the day? Seek to understand why they do and say what they do because that will give you more compassion. Discernment is the word that continues to come up. When you find it challenging to understand them, ask God to give you, as his wife, clarity as to his actions. Before the day is over, ask your spouse how they are feeling about how you're doing and understanding them. It all goes back to communication. And then you gotta champion their dreams. 
everyone has dreams and desires, and that includes your spouse. Some dreams appear attainable and within reach, while others might seem monumental and beyond their capability or their ability. As mentioned, this word can be ugly and people can say and do things to squish our dreams. Spend some time asking your husband what their dreams and desires are and truly listen to them. Then here comes the help meet. What can I do as his wife to help him fulfill his dreams and his desires, his gifts and his callings as his wife, right? That's your part as a help meet. Encourage them to step out of their comfort zone and also let them know you're willing to help. Sometimes their dreams will inconvenience us, which is an amazing opportunity to show them how much we love and support them and are willing to walk with them to achieve those dreams. And then you got to protect them daily. Denise, why am I protecting my grown husband? Because he is the one God kept for you. And if you don't protect him, who will? The world is full of piranhas. Do you have to be one also? Pro protecting everybody else comes easy. Your siblings, your children, your grandchildren, but not so easily for others. This isn't just about physical protection, although that's part of it. Protecting our spouse will also protect our marriages. So many things are vying for our time, attention, and hearts that it's wise for us to go into protection mode in our marriages, right? Protect your husband. You can protect him by releasing a prayer of protection over him daily. You gotta grow through the conflicts. Conflict is inevitable because we'll disagree and become annoyed Yet conflict helps us grow deeper in our marriage because we've learned how to navigate that relational hurdle. How well we recover and repair the damage from their conflict or from our conflicts is vital, is a vital component to a long, <clears throat> excuse me, long and successful marriage. Don't try to push an issue aside and avoid challenging situations. As you experience conflict, choose to fight for your spouse, not against them. Fight for the marriage. You're fighting with your husband, not against him. Remember, you're the cut man in his corner. Spend time analyzing your marriage when it comes to conflict. And then ask your husband, do you feel that we fight fairly and handle conflict well? And then you got to be honest, gently. A marriage should have a culture of honesty. This is only built if both believe that being honest is absolutely necessary. It also could be that we don't want to hurt our spouse with the truth, with the truth, excuse me. 
Because oftentimes we don't want to be completely honest for fear that we'll be rejected by them. We think avoiding the truth will prevent pain, but in the end, it only causes more. Being honest with our husbands protects our marriage from deception. If we're honest in the little things, that will lead us to be honest in all things. Take an honest look at your marriage. Discuss the culture of your marriage with your husband as it relates to honesty or deception. Assess areas that need an adjustment and adjust accordingly. And then lastly for tonight, I want you to be a step ahead. This particular area in our marriages is very simple, yet it can make a significant impact. Each spouse has their own load to carry, their burdens to bear, and hardships to endure. Seeking to be empathetic in order to see the responsibilities your spouse, your husband has will help you learn how to serve them. When you do this, you'll be a step ahead and they won't have to even ask. Look for ways you can protect their schedule from being overwhelmed. Surprise them by doing a chore they would normally do and do it for them. Incorporating these small things into your marriage will show your husband that you truly care and desire to protect them, even from the little things. I pray that something shared on tonight is a blessing to you that causes you to think differently, that causes you to open up the lines of communication with your husband, that causes you to act and respond in empathy and compassion. Matter of fact, I pray that God would wrap you in the spirit of compassion, wrap you in the spirit of empathy and love like never before in the name of Jesus. May it weigh on you like a weight blanket that you would only be able to move in it. And may you fight for your marriage in a way that you've never fought before by being intentional in everything that you say and everything that you do. May the love of God bless and keep you. Have an amazing night and I'll see you on Monday.